The message you are about to listen to is from the Household of David Mercy Conference 2021, themed Peace. Be blessed. Oh, Father, we bless your name this morning. We give you praise. We worship you. You are beautiful beyond description. Come on with your hands to him and just bless his name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and evening. And thank you for this morning and the remaining days of the conference. We bless your name, Abba Father. We worship you. We are grateful. We bless you. All praise to your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a loud amen. amen. Have you been having a very wonderful time? Amen. Every praise to our God. <laughs> I was Tuesday night with Jerry Eze. What about Wednesday morning with Shin Talk? And then Wednesday evening with Shin Talk and Pastor Taiwo Odukoya. So, how is it going to be this morning? <laughs> Every praise to our God. Side. I know you can't shake them now and ask them how are you doing 
has he been with you on the mount of the Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. If I ask us, us to take our seat this morning, I want to appreciate one dear man of God that is with us this morning, and that is the senior pastor of God's chambers, Pastor Taiwo Lemoshe. Let's appreciate him so much. Hallelujah. All right. And we said this morning, let's read something from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Hebrews 12, 14. Hallelujah. Thank you, prayer. If I need you later, I will let you know. Yes, thank you. The Bible says, let's read together. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Wow. So there is peace with God. There is peace of God. There is peace in Christ. Now, there is peace with men. The Bible says, follow peace with men. Romans chapter 5 says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. If you are born again, peace with God is already settled. Hallelujah. But where there are issues, one of them is what I want to talk about this morning. Peace with men. Follow peace with men. And holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. But I'm emphasizing, follow peace with all men. What does this mean? Firstly, you also have to realize, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. There is a level of victory that you cannot have if you are not at peace. Hallelujah. So Romans 16, 20 says, the God of peace will bruise the serpent under your feet shortly. You would have expected, it would have sounded better to have said something like, the God of war will bruise the serpent under your feet. But not the God of war, the God of peace. Because peace in the word of God is not just a thing. It's a weapon and it's a person. Just like you have Jesus Christ, a name. Jesus Christ, a place. Jesus Christ, a person. So if any man be in Christ, Christ, a place. At the mention of the name of Jesus, Christ, a person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, also we have the Prince of Peace. We have peace, Jesus Christ. We also have peace, a weapon. And if you don't understand peace as a strongest weapon, there are some battles that you cannot win. So in Exodus 14, 14, the Bible says that, stand still and see the salvation. You shall not need to fight, but you will need to hold your peace. In other words, there, is, there are some levels of victory that you only have them when you hold your peace. Then you begin to understand why Jesus Christ, when the storm was against Jesus and the disciples, the first thing he said, he said, peace, be still. Because the storms of life will not come before you until you are first come inside. Are you with me? Only those who have peace within can command peace without. And Jesus has given us it too. So, <laughs> now there is peace with God. And that has given us access to the peace of God. Are you with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Only those who have this peace can command the storms outside. And it will obey them. 
But what I want to look at this morning, why is it not so with many people? And believe me sincerely, every agitation outside, every threat outside is to shake you up inside. When you do, you lose. When nothing moves you, you will always win. So the Bible says, I want to, I want uh, 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 Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. I will so ask you to have your seat, please. Just stand with me for a while. Be careful for nothing. That is an instruction. It's a command. Be careful for nothing. Now, if I'm not going to be careful, what am I supposed to do? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, you are either complaining about a matter or giving thanks about the matter. When you give thanks, you will not complain. When you complain, you will not give thanks. So the Bible says, be careful for nothing. Colossians 3.15. Colossians 3.15. Now look at the word thanksgiving there. Colossians 3.15. Now, the Bible says here this way, and this is very instructive also. Colossians 3.15, please, Pastor. Hallelujah. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. This is what I want to get to this morning. You see, even though we have received peace, if you do have peace with men, somehow it will affect the peace that you have received. I'm going to look at that. That's what the Bible says. As what the Bible says, follow peace with all men. Now, Hebrews 12.14. The Bible says in verse 15, Lest there be a root of bitterness springing forth and many be defiled. That means whatever precious thing is inside any Christian, there is a probability of the defilement of that precious thing. And it comes through an offense. And you get into offense when you lose your peace. Hallelujah. Go back, no, sorry, just go back to Colossians 3. Thank you. 15. Colossians 3, 15. Let the peace of God rule your hearts, to which you are called in one body. What is the next word there? Similar to Philippians 4, 6. Be thankful. In other words, a lifestyle of giving thanks has something to do with the maintenance of the peace. There is something about believers in every situation where your hands are lifted up and you give God praise. Whether men are against you or circumstances are against you, somehow it keeps you in peace. And when you are in peace, that is when you can hear the voice. We see, God speaks at all times. The Bible says day by day, he utters speech. Night by night, he shows knowledge. But you see, you have to tune into God's frequency to hear what God is saying. They can be playing Chelsea Arsenal. And Chelsea is leading by 7-0, like we always do. <laughs> and you are, you are, on uh, AIT, on DSTV, the match is going on, but you are on a different channel. David was called a man after God's side. The 1st Samuel 30, when his family people, when all the children and his wives were kidnapped, and David wept like other people. When he was weeping, God said nothing to him. Or I will put it this way. In the midst of his tears, he could not hear the voice of God. But the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Oh God, Hallelujah. When a man is encouraging the Lord, anything is recoverable. It was then that he heard, so God said something like, now you are tuning to our channel. Then he heard pursue, overtake, and thou shalt recover. 
Oh, honestly, I feel sorry for a lot of Christians. The way they worship their problem and the way they squeeze their faces. And you don't know that with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And the process that begins is to first of all be at peace with yourself. And I want to show you this morning briefly. Why when, why, why when there are issues around you, see, anytime God is about to do something big in your life, you are likely to get offended or there will be an attempt to get you into offense. That is the temptation you have to overcome to be able to accept the victory and work in it. Are you with me? So one of the things, Shinto talked about peace with God. One of the things we should pay attention, which I want to talk about this morning, is peace with men. So there's the right Bible said that follow peace with all. It's an instruction. Follow it. Follow it. Because it is very important. Mm. When I was very young, I read one day when Jesus said, I was sick. You did not visit me. I was in prison. not visit me. I was, he said, I was, I, was, I, 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 I was on the street. You did not take me to your house. He said, so depart from me. And he said, you walk up into the kingdom of your heavenly father. He said, for I was poor. You helped me. I was, yeah. you know this, what Jesus said about and I saw it that some of the people Jesus asked to walk away from him. The Bible did not record anything about fornication or adultery. It was not a sin of commission. It was a sin of omission. In other words, not walking in law can be more costly. This is why, so they went to hell because of man-to-man relationship. They saw someone in need that they could not help the person. In other words, it can be more costly. If we get it right with men, it will help us in the place of our prayer. Most times when people pray, there are voices against your supplication. And that's what we want to look at. We are going to get into the temple of Solomon this time. Around. Why there was no armor or chisel when the temple was being constructed. And it's a prophetic word for us in this house. We have to understand. And to everybody listening to me, a lot of people are watching online. And we have to understand. Especially in these last days of our with social media and the rest, one of the things you must stay away from is offense. Follow peace with all men, regardless of what they have done. You can have your seat. Is that a good way to introduce the message? <laughs> is somebody with me this morning? Hallelujah. Mm. The peace. <laughs> we have peace with God. And the good thing is that Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but in me you have peace. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Then Jesus went a step further. The kind of peace that we are talking about is so that can even be given out. Oh. The master appeared and he said, peace. Then he said something. When he was coming the storm with peace, the disciples didn't understand the gravity of what he was doing. But very soon they began to have the understanding. Then Jesus showed them and he told them that any city you enter, put your peace on the city. That means <laughs> there's so much peace in a believer that part of it can be released, yet it does not leave you. Only the things of the spirit, they are the only things that you use and it multiplies as you use them. As a matter of a spiritual gift, they tend to uh, stagnate or uh, they rust when they are not in use. Everyone here praying for gifts, praying for grace, praying for healing and anointing. You will not get it until you start praying for the sick. Why? You already have an unction to function. Jesus already commanded in Mark 16, 17, going to all the world. He said, this son shall follow them that believe. My name shall cast out demons. They shall lay their hands on sick. If you start, yeah, there is something like gift of it. It's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. 
we have, you can, a believer can heal as a result of the commandments of our Lord Jesus Christ. That anywhere you enter, heal the sick there. If you obey that word, we are doers of the word. If you do the word, because Jesus had paid the ultimate price, when you lay your hands on the sick, they can recover. And they should recover. Now, without you necessarily possessing the gift of healing. But in that there might be certain levels of miracles that you might not, or the frequency of the flow of miracles might not be like that of somebody who is endowed with the gift of, otherwise the gift wouldn't be necessary. You don't get that? Hallelujah. It's like any Christian can discern. There's none of the nine, nine gifts of the that you cannot function in, but it might not exactly mean that you possess the gift. If you are spirit-filled from time to time, the Lord can use you to manifest any of the gifts. You can interpret tongues without necessarily having the gift of interpretation of tongues. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, you cannot prophesy. But that does not give you the gift of prophecy. As a matter of fact, in the prophetic, there are about four levels. You can have, there is the gift of prophecy. There is the word of prophecy. The word of God is the word of prophecy. It is the most accurate of all prophecies. Because it's the scripture that is of no private interpretation. And no adulteration of men. When God speaks to you, before it passes from your spirit to your soul. Now, by the way, God does not speak English language. Hope you know. <laughs> All right. A sister gave a message one day that is there, don't say the Lord. And while she was talking, she had a, a grammatical error. And one of the stubborn, funny unbelievers there said, hey, so your God is even firing bullets. You know the meaning. He says, so God can construct this world very well. No. God told the sister the message. She put it out in her. You will, the message will appear to you in your most common tongue. But you see, God communicates spirit to spirit. Your spirit quotes it, sent it to your soul. Then it is interpreted. Did you get what I've just said? Uh -huh. So whether you are Igbira, Yoruba, God communicates. He doesn't speak Igbira language. <laughs> you will hear it in your language, but that is not what God is saying. Did you get what I've just said now? Hallelujah. So now there is a gift of prophecy. There is a word of prophecy, which is the word of God. Now, all other forms of prophecy can be adulterated. A man can make adjustments. He can make mistakes. So that's why Paul said, we know in part, 1 Corinthians 13, we know in part and prophesy in part. He said, when the fullness shall come, that which is imperfect shall go. But the word of prophecy is pure. Now, there is the spirit of prophecy. I believe either tonight or tomorrow night, a great measure of it will be poured on this assembly. See, the good thing, and I want to say to everybody watching me, the good thing about being present at times is that, yeah, God can extend it at times to those who are watching. Like Moses calling people out, and two of them were in the camp, and the Spirit still came upon them. But you see, when it comes to the spirit of prophecy, that was what happened to King Saul. King Saul was not a prophet. But when he got to where the prophetic spirit was operating, Samuel and a group, or not Samuel alone, this spirit of prophecy usually works when there is a combined effort or combined anointing of believers worshipping together. There is a kind of corporate anointing that descends. When that happens, those who have no weight can be carried. That's what the Bible says you should not neglect the assemblies of saints. There is something it does to you. They asked a cowboy one day, he said, well, how do you, so uh, I don't know for if you study about animals very well, so it happens to us and some bulls. Some bulls are always afraid. In Texas, in America, I've been there a couple of times. They're always afraid of crossing river. When it's time to cross bridge, some bulls will not just go. So they ask this Texas boy, how do you get all the bulls to cross? Since some don't like crossing. They just have phobia for water. Once it's bridge, they will not cross the bridge. He says it's very simple. 
He said, we understand the meaning of what, when, when the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with somebody. When you are unequally yoked, when you are yoked with somebody, you follow the yoke. He said, what we do is that we take the bulls that are eager to cross. We tie them with the ones that don't want to cross. And we beat all of them together so they run. So the force of those who want to cross, we draw those who don't want to cross. And they are all on the other side. You don't get that. Corporate anointing can help some people. So when you see a place where the atmosphere of the spirit is very thick, and that will happen tonight or tomorrow night. When you see, not tonight or tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow night and all the nights. When you see that kind of atmosphere. So that was what happened to Saul. He just got to where Samuel was prophesying. Something came upon him. When he left that arena, he never prophesied again. But when he was there, he began to prophesy. I guess he was saying that David shall be king no matter how much I hate him. <laughs> and he stripped himself. And the people were like, is Saul also among the prophets? That's a spirit of prophecy. Then you have the office of a prophet, the fourth level. That one is one of the fivefold ministry listed in Ephesians chapter 4. You have to be called into the office of a prophet. Now, having the gift of prophecy does not make you a prophet. Office of a prophet is exclusively for anybody in fivefold ministry apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers. Did you get what I'm just saying now? How many of you are with me so far? Hallelujah. So let's come back home. <laughs> what led me to say, say the peace. Mm. Oh, Lord Jesus, how exactly do I enter this? Where did I start from? That led me to prophecy. <laughs> you know, I don't use sermon notes. I just say what is in my spirit. I, I... <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, but I'm wondering how to enter into what I want to talk about. <laughs> sometimes when you are ministry, the spirit takes you here and there, and then sometimes landing can be a problem. It can be a problem, but we shall land. <laughs> Hallelujah. The aspect I want to emphasize this morning briefly, peace with men, and how it disturbs peace with God. Because the aftermath effects of having received peace, is that peace will settle in you and then you begin to give it out. So Jesus said, yes, any city you enter into, you can say the peace of God be upon this city. That was what made me to go into the of prophecy. That the things of the spirit, they don't depreciate as you use them. So a believer can give his peace to a city. And guess what? Jesus said you can also withdraw your peace from city. One day, the body of Christ will truly know how powerful we are. So we can actually stop banditry and kidnapping. He said, any city you enter into, one man, he was talking to them, he sent them out two by two, and he said, any city you enter into, if you are received, that's the condition, your peace settles on that city. And if they reject it, take your peace back. Now, you give out the peace, but it does not leave you. So, we can enter a house, and when a believer says over a house, or peace over you, it's not an ordinary statement, it's an ordination from Jesus Christ. To bring peace to that family, to bring peace to that city, and to bring peace to that office. But everything is connected to the fact that how rooted are you in the understanding of this revelation of peace? That's the peace of God. But there is something about this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to show you something that is very deep. So in First Chronicles, I think 22, verse 8. Give me 1 Chronicles 22, 8. Let's start from verse 7. 
And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thou hast shed blood high, abundantly, and you have made great wars. Ah, believers who fight. Thou shalt not build a house unto my name, because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. David had the desire, the burning dream, burning desire to build a house for the name of the Lord. And he had the resources. Even though God loved David, but he said, no, you can't cross that line. You cannot build me a house. I accept your worship. I accept you as the most loved king, but you cannot build because my house. Why did God say so? It is because I'm sharing this prophetic message because of what God is building in the end time church. Why did God say no? God loved David, no doubt. He forgave all his atrocities as opposed to Saul. But God said that when it comes to my house, where I am going to be dwelling, you cannot build because you have killed too many people. Blood. Blood in our time. My not mean you have killed somebody, but I will show you how we kill with words. Are you with me? And David has accepted the verdict. Because God is not a man that should lie. He doesn't change his mind. Even though in a few times in the Bible he did, but we are not going into that. But does it? Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that should lie. Now he's not a man that should repent. At this point, we will not fulfill it. Moses understood. Moses begged second time. When God said, you are not entering the promised land. You smote the rock two times. He said, Lord, please. And God said, don't mention it again. The verdict is clear. You are not entering the promised land. So he said, David also, you are not building. Now, David now told Solomon that, you know what? Solomon eventually built the temple, but the Bible calls Solomon a man of peace. In Psalm 72, the Bible talks about the hills bringing peace to people. It was a Mesagni psalm given to Solomon about the fact that Solomon was going to reign and it's time there will be abundance of peace. And that is what happened. When God wanted the temple to be constructed, he waited until he found a man whose tenure was described as a man of peace. The time of abundance and he said, Solomon cannot build. Now when Solomon was building, Look at what happened. First Kings 6, 7. First Kings 6, 7. I want to show you something. And then we get into, the seven I want to talk about is the gift of men. But just look at this. And the house. Now this is Solomon now constructing the house. And the Bible says, and the house, when it was in building, was built of stone, made ready, before it was brought either. Did you get that? The stones that they use are the sites were finished stones. I think, I don't know whether it's Nikon or which hotel like that, that they brought bricks to us, they assembled the hotel, not that they built the hotel. So here also, so the Temple of Solomon was not constructed at the site. God brought finished stone, and I will explain finished stone. Now, they were ready before they were brought there, so that there was neither armor. Hi. Oh, Jesus is waiting for this kind of church. Neither armor, nor axe, nor any tool of iron held in the house while it was in building. That means there was a perfect silence when the house was being built. You begin to understand why Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Solomon's temple was pointing to Jesus Christ. You can find Jesus everywhere in the Bible. Actually, the entire tabernacle of Moses, the purple, the scarlet, the, old, the scarlet is the same thing as symbol of the blood. That was what they put on the uh, uh, window of Rahab, that the house couldn't come down. When you talk about uh, all the materials, the socket entry, God told Moses specifically, 
that the tent, the pin that is holding the tent to the ground should only enter the ground halfway. That talks about Jesus Christ dying but not completely, resurrecting again. So Moses was told that do everything according to the pattern because God was pointing to Christ. Everything in the Bible. The Bible is not a book of history. It's a book that points to Jesus Christ. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. So the temple of Solomon was about Jesus Christ and the kind of house Jesus will build. Which house you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God started showing from the Old Testament, which is the shadow, that this is the kind of house I want. I rejected David because too many walls around him. Today, David and Shemir. Tomorrow, David and uh, Uriah. Tomorrow, David and this one. David and that one. And God said, no. Listen to me. If there are too many fights in your life, you'll fight. One of the things that, one of the reasons why God destroyed the first creation, Genesis 6, 13. The Bible said the earth was filled with violence. And there are churches, groups, and believers. Believers don't know when they start getting into this. The moment you speak evil of other Christians, the blood is in your hand. And there are certain dimensions of grace that you cannot cross into because you are staying your sword. The sword of your mouth. Our sword, Old Testament, they had the physical sword, they conquered nations like Philistines and seven nations greater than them, as God promised Abraham. Our own sword right now is in our mouth, two-edged sword. We have the sword of the Spirit in our mouth. When we use it to kill other Christians, it's as, you are as guilty as anybody killing physically. The blood is available for... We need to repent in this area and stop speaking evil of one another. I read in Isaiah 59 and Isaiah 58. One of the allegations of God that we say, you fast, you fast, you pray, and you wonder why I'm not hearing you. He said, when you fast, you still fast to pick offense against one another. So God was saying that this is what I want to do. So there was no sign of armor. Absolute peace. Armor represents arguments. Chisel and armor. Bars, goes. Quarreling that today, this one, and the spirit of God. Let, let me tell you this. I'm a young minister, but I have come to realize from when I was in UI. If people are creating trouble in a group and you don't remove them, the Bible said that many will be defiled. Those who like to go behind and say things that will make others weaken their hands in their devotion to God and to an assignment in a particular assembly, they should be avoided. When John was talking about it, he said that even if you beat them good speed, he said you are as guilty as them. You would think they were, they understood if the spirit of God cannot move where people are in opposition against one another. This is the reason why the move of God has been so limited in the church of Christ. Find a church with high level of the move of the spirit. You are going to see high level of cooperation and love, genuine love among the people. There's no other way. The Bible says how good and pleasant is it for bearing together in unity. It says like, like the precious oil, up, oil upon the head of Aaron, Psalm 133. And he ended up by saying that there the Lord has commanded peace. Where? He has commanded peace where people are together. He spoke in Revelation chapter 3 to the church in Philadelphia. I've said before you are no pundo. Philadelphia simply means brotherly love. Hebrews 13, let brotherly love continue. So Jesus was saying that to the church, the, the message to the several churches in the book of Revelation talks about several types of Christians that you find, several types of churches that you find. Any church or any believer that has attained to the level of unity of the brethren and open door itself, which no man can shut. That's mean of Philadelphia, brotherly love. Let brotherly love continue. Let Philadelphia continue. Hallelujah. 
Is somebody getting me this morning? Yeah. Hallelujah. It sounds like warning, right? I know people are checking, you are checking your life right now. One of the disciplines that you should master is check yourself. Refuse to speak evil of other people. And watch what the Spirit of God will start building towards you. And we do this when we lose our peace. When somebody's invading our space and we lose our peace. Impatient, possess your soul. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a temple that Jesus is building. And this is why he's saying this to us. Peace. The second thing, uh, or the second thing I want to talk about briefly is, is part of the first one. Is the fact that one of the reasons why we transgress in this area is also because we don't know that men are beyond physical beings. Men are spirits. And men represent dimensions. Why I say that, uh, you see, there are things you will never receive until you understand the kind of grace that God has given to man. Social media talks about no respect, say your truth, share your truth. Is the direct opposite of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because mortal men don't like to submit. But I tell you the truth. There are portals that God will not open for you. Man will open for you. I told you God will not speak to Pharaoh directly. He will send Moses. Why does God trust man so much, Pastor Timon? I've always wondered. Why so much trust? So Jesus appeared to Paul. Acts chapter 9. Saul of Tarsus. He became blind. Jesus never opened his eyes. He told him that we shall communicate later. Then Jesus told Ananias, you go and pray. Why? Why? See, when we know this, anybody that the anointing of God is upon, you will respect them. But I'm not talking about anointed verses alone. You respect other Christians also. Because you are looking at an embodiment of God's investment. A good place to clap if you want to. Are you with me? An angel appeared to Cornelius and said that, go and send for Peter. Acts chapter 10. He will give you what by which you shall be saved. Why? God came down and he said, Samuel, Samuel. But he never delivered the message. Until Eli told Samuel, I, this individual spirit, it's me and I, no, 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 no. Make no mistake about it. Those who say I'm a self, there's no self-made man on earth. After all, you did not teach yourself ABC. You know, people try to... The, the truth of the matter is that... I, I want to say something very deep. Hear me very well. I first heard it from Pastor Chris many years ago. The anointing of God is no more coming from him. It has come down once and for all. It passes from one vessel to another. One day I was watching Andrew Womack, and he said he went to kneel there before a robot and said, please pray for me to experience greater healings in my ministry. Andrew Womack is one man, one of a kind. And when Arabo prayed for him, the healing anointing upon him doubled. Things you are looking for. That is why when you come for a conference like this, open your spirit. See, some men have the ability under God to give you what you are looking for. Because Peter did not say, silver and gold I have not. So that I'm going to ask God to give you. He says, such as I have. I have. What, what an arrogant statement. What an audacious statement. I mean, he said, such as I have. And to prove that he had it to he said, rise up. He did not even bring God into the equation. Such, in other words, this is not the only thing I have. It's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I have. 
In other words, if tomorrow you need money, maybe I also have an anointing to tell you that you prosper, and then that is it. Such as I have. Such as I have. I was watching Pastor Deboe one day. They hosted him in Lekina. Only top, very wealthy men hosted him in a private meeting. Top redeemed. And they smuggled a guy there because he was not at the level of people that were there. He only had 10 filling stations. Now, that, is, that shows the kind of people in that meeting. If somebody with 10 filling stations was not supposed to be there, somebody smuggled him in. And when the meeting ended, they ran by the way and they gave him 10 million era. They had the same meeting the following year. He had 110 filling stations one year. Then he gave, I'll say this time, I won't tell you how much he gave. By the next time, he was into the source, uh, depot, everything all together. In other words, times 1,000. I will not speak too close. I have experienced this quantum leap a few times in my life. I am telling you that the ministry of men is powerful. You can leap from where you are to another level by instructions that you follow. If you are not looking at men. What was the last thing Peter said? He said, look on us. Look on us. If you were there, you might have got to Why not? Peter, Peter, you should have told that look unto Jesus. But you have forgotten that Jesus lives inside men. You know, one of the reasons why we find this difficult is that God in his wisdom, sir, will not remove the weakness that is in the man. But he places the anointing on the man. Look at the weakness and die. Overlook the weakness and receive. I don't know of any person mightily use. This is why people have problems. Mightily use of God without another side. Some don't know how to talk. Some don't know. You will do well to shut your eyes from those things. What about Moses? That was what made the sisters to talk. They forgot that they were, they thought they were dealing with Moses, Aburowo. Meron and Iram just stood outside the cab, the tent, and they said, ah, What's wrong with this guy now? He said we should not marry foreigners. But look at how many. What about his own wife? And the Bible says God heard. It was God that responded. I think about that many times. That What am I saying that God is hearing? Hey. Even when nobody's hearing. God heard. Clearly. You are welcome, sir, Pastor. Please, first row, please, sir. First row. Thank you, sir. Let's appreciate them, please. Amen of God. Are you, are you? Help me send this message around. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. And this is what, so people look at that. They find that you know something. They, hi. The Bible says Jesus entered the city. He could do no mighty works there. Why? All they were seeing was the capital song. It was difficult for them to divorce what they saw while he was growing up from what. I mean, this guy probably made the table in my house when he was a capital. All of a sudden, he's saying that he's the anointed one. It was difficult for them to accept. And this pattern, I have been asking God for years. Why not use a perfect vessel we cannot follow and have no problem with? Only that it will never happen. Anybody that the Spirit of God is using, don't see anything. Because if the one we call Holy Spirit is at peace with the person, 
in spite of his dirty attitude. You that you are not as holy as the Holy Spirit. When they were to resolve the issue of circumcision in Acts 15, that was what they brought in. James stood up and he said that, we are saying these people are not qualified. They are this. I said, if the Lord gave them the same Holy Spirit, that is always the yastic. Is the Holy Spirit contented to dwell with these people? If he is, it's none of your business. And that argument sealed up the whole stuff about Gentiles accepting the gospel. And that is very important. See, Samuel could have looked at the witness of Eli. So look at these examples that I gave. Why does God trust? Of course, it confers responsibility on men being used by God to understand that God heavily relies on men. He chose to make it so. In other words, it is possible for saints to reject the counsel of God in a nation. And God, we have no choice. The move of God. Have you, have you read anything about dark ages? So there can be a time that men can stop the hand of God from moving and it will stop. It will now begin to walk all over again to look for a new generation. Because when God has invested so much into a, a, a vessel, he doesn't joke with that vessel. Pay attention to the two things I've just said. Peace. Peace. Jesus is looking. I think I spoke about the house Solomon, that temple, December 31st, watch night service, if you remember. This is the church that Jesus is looking for. No chizu, no armor. It was perfectly constructed. In the Bible, only the temple of Solomon was there. And they say, God is a God of also places. Mount Moriah. God told Abraham to wake up early in the morning to go and sacrifice Isaac. It was upon a particular mountain, Mount Moriah. That was a mountain also where the threshing floor of Arana was, where the angel stretched his sword. Now, Mount Calvary is one of the mountains of Mount Moriah. Why the same place? God still pointing out to the Father, I am built. Now, what is building is in the spirit of man. And the is doing it at individual level, doing it at church level also. And what God is shooting for is that there must not be signs of chisel and armor in the house. Hallelujah. We rise by the instructions that we follow. You know, I have met people. In the last one year, I've met a lot of people. And um, I was talking to a particular man of God. And he said, he went to see a minister and the minister had stopped following God. He got discouraged and something. When they were in school, he used to operate the gift of the Spirit in an unusual way. And then he said to him, you are still a Christian, right? I'm not anymore. I say I'm tired of all those stuff. But when they finished talking, he said he just continued to honor him, continued to respect him. And when he was about leaving, the guy called him back and said, you know what, I want to pray for you. He said, even though I'm in my backsliding state, but I want to pray for you. He said, everything I've received from God, let it land on you. The guy got to another city and he began to heal the sick like that guy used to do. Because the gifts and the colors of God are without repentance, they are irrevocable. Some people are praying so much and we should. The Bible says pray without season. But when you neglect the ministry of men, I have just shown you all this scripture. Look at from Cornelius, so examples I gave, to show you that how much God put. Why didn't he just heal Saul? Jesus met Saul, made him blind, and told Cornelius to continue the work. 
Jesus did not even baptize Paul in the Holy Ghost. And now did. The Lord appeared to a man and he left the job for a man to finish. So the angel stood before Cornelius and said that I can only go this far. I can lead you to Peter. Peter will finish the job. It was when Samuel finally said to Eli, Eli said to him that when he calls again, say. He gave him the code. God was calling Samuel, but he never gave Samuel the code. Now you are Samuel. This is how to answer me when I'm calling. Why? I have given it to Eli. Listen to Eli or lose it forever. Three times, Samuel, Samuel. But he never gave the message and he never skipped protocol. See, there are things that God has released to the face of the earth. Elisha never got the double mantle from God, or the double portion. He got it from Elijah. He followed the guy until the guy said, what exactly do you want? He said, double portion, it is hard. He said, but if you see me, not if you see God. Now, this is not to downplay the place of devotion. I'm just saying that we have to, you know, the reason is that John gave the mystery. He said, this is, this is it. If you don't love men that you see, you cannot claim to love God that you cannot see. So in other words, when you despise men because you can see them, God counts it as if you despise me also. So you know what? Face men or lose me. That's what God says. This is why one of the trainings to be learned in these last days is never to get into offense. Whatever tries to affect your peace, and where we start from, especially peace with men. We don't have a problem with peace in Christ. But peace with Christ. Having peace with God. Romans 5. We, God has settled that with many Christians. After you can't even be born again, you are justified by faith. Romans 5. So you have peace with God. But where we always have a peace with men. When the Bible says follow peace with all men, Hebrews 12, 14. That is the main thing. Follow peace with all men. It is why this church is against this church. This one is against us. So, and when we do that, we fragment the body and we become so weak. The prophetic grace, the prosperity, the healing, different things that people are looking for. I, I, I want to say this. I don't know how this will be. I, I was watching one, one pastor one day, and he said, when Pastor Anita, no, I shouldn't mention him, when Pastor Anita left, he said he pained him. He said, boy, that's Pastor, went to preach in a particular place. Or let me not, let me not, let me not mention it. So he was just talking about the fact that a minister's wife left and he was, please clear down for me, he was looking at, he wanted to have a program in a city. He operates more of word of knowledge and all those kind of gifts, he more into deliverance. And the hotel room, he was just watching before the crusade and he saw the program, the news that this one and his wife separated. I think he said he sent him a message that, wow. May the Lord keep you and everything. I started praying for him. He didn't start by saying, Lord, what's wrong with it? He said, just pray. He said, just know that he got to the field that day and miracles just started happening. He said he could tell that this is not my anointing. One day I will tell you how you can actually enter someone else's mantle. Jesus said, what I see unto one, I see unto all. God doesn't place anointing on a man for himself. As many that align, the same thing can be upon it, yet it does not leave the man. When Moses prayed for the 70 elders and all of them came out of the camp, that did not make Moses less anointed after the prayer. They all received something, but nothing left Moses. But God did not tell Moses, God did not even select those people for Moses. Those who say that, see, God knows what I'm doing. I don't, I don't, I don't want people to know me. God just knows in that church. And <laughs> the instruction was, call 70 elders that you know 
to be 70 elders. God did not listen to call that and call this one, call Eliza. God said, no, you, you, I trust you enough. Any 70 people you are lying before me, you will lie not before me, I will release the spirit upon them. And he said, I will take the spirit that is upon you. I'm not taking it from heaven. I'm taking it from you. I'm putting it on them and it's not leaving you. That's how we can give our peace to a city and the peace does not leave you. Jesus said, <laughs> when he said, my peace I give to you, John 14, 27, his peace has not left him. He is still the prince of peace. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. There are things that honor we get if. Anyone you see that is gifted, you sing as somebody sings better in a more anointed way, just honor all men. Follow peace with all men. Refuse to let your soul be stained by the blood of anybody. And watch the glory of God reveal like never before. See, peace is powerful. I've seen some amazing battles in my life. If nothing can shake your peace, if nothing can shake your peace, there's no battle that you will not win. And the way the world is, you cross to no other level without some serious battles. It is true. Hallelujah. We look at people and we try to size them up. No, it doesn't work that way. No, we know man after the flesh. You can only know people by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. I believe that before this meeting ends, several instructions will be given to several people. There is nothing that you seek for, that you have desires, that you can't in and pray. The Bible says that anyone that escapes the sword of Israel, Jehu will slay. If you escape the sword of Jehu, Elisha will slay. God told Elijah to anoint three people. The prophetic, the kings, two kings and one prophet. And he said that there is no battle that can cross the three of them. Some can escape Israel. Some can escape Jesse, but the final bus stop is Elisha. Sometimes in the meeting, you don't know when your word will come. And when you are selecting, you make a mistake. That means you are looking at just the vessel, but you are not looking, at, looking beyond the vessel. I believe it's going to be a miracle service tonight. Reverend Bolanta will be around tonight. Get ready for an explosive now. She talked to me, so I said, Pastor, they know Reverend Bolanta more in Europe than Nigeria. Because of the dimension of the miraculous in his ministry. He grew up Pastor Chris. He's like the, that kind of dimension. Only people in this country can walk up to a wheelchair person and ask the person to stand up. I'm asking all of you, get ready. And please, come with. When I was in final year, you and we hosted him once. There were about 150 people that got healed within 45 minutes of his ministry. And they called them out. All kinds of ailments were dropping up and they were sharing it. And their colleagues were there. They could testify. That my friend had that smile, he didn't just left right there at the meeting in one hour. He only spoke for one hour and it began. The spirit just came upon and he began to pray for Jesus. So he said, Wherever you are, just stand. And the anointing came heavily on people. Last time he did it in Romania, the following day, the whole stadium was packed. And whites don't lie. If you pray for white men, if you don't get it, go tell you, say, No get it. Nigeria can, you know, I'm trying to say, I'm fine. White will tell you. <laughs> If you need a touch, 
or you want that kind of dimension of grace, come prepared in the evening. It can be on the stage there, you can be at the back and something can come on you. See, there is a way you attend meetings. I told you before, one day, I was in final year, I came to Christ Embassy for their watch night service. I arrived 7.30. I left you at 5.30 in the morning, in the morning for watch night service. I, arrived, I sat down from 7.30 in the morning till watch night started around 8, 9. I was just praying in the spirit. You can't be that alert and receive nothing. When the watch night meeting ended, my hand started vibrating. Now, I didn't see Pastor Chris. I didn't talk with him. I wanted to hold the door and it was like a current. Then I put my head on the bed. I woke up and I saw like oil behind the back of my head all over the bed sheets. And I folded. I didn't tell anybody. One meeting. I don't joke with meetings that I know that. I don't go for many meetings. But once I know that something will happen here, I go all the way. There is a... <laughs> Casting Is somebody with me? There is a... Ah. Okay. I'm avoiding saying this, but let me say it. About two weeks ago, it was a Wednesday. We were about to have service. And I just told my wife that the Lord just spoke to me now. Now I get out of Lagos, go to camp, and go and pray for some days. As I began to pray, I knew I was pulling something. It got so strong as I was praying, I just felt like going out. I was soaked in prayer. And as I step out like this, 6 p.m., I just about a walking alone. I said, <laughs> 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 because I won't tell the rest of what happened. <laughs> but trust me and trust a day like that. When we're through, he walked away when it was through. One guy ran to me and he said, sorry, I need to know, who are you? He said, we leave you on campus, on, on the camp. And what he did with you, he doesn't, doesn't do that. He said, as a matter of fact, when you see, he said, you, he, do, he walks around in the night, not in the day. He said, if at all, maybe once in a year, he walks around during the day, he greets you from afar. He said, so what is your name? Then he looked at me. He said, ah, sorry, are you the Pastor Lord Shumagide on Facebook? I said, I'm Pastor Lord Shumagide. I don't know whether <laughs> the, the, the Facebook part. And the guy said, ah, then he knelt and said, pray for me. I looked at him. He wanted me to put his hand on his head. I said, no, God bless you. What are you saying, God? I said, look, look, look at this, look at this fellow. Ah, uh oh, they go last round. Let the thing, let the thing enter now. Listen. Is somebody, is, is somebody with me? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. We worship you. Can we begin to pray in the spirit on your seat? I don't know, for some reasons, I'm led to ask people to pray specifically. Pray for impartation. We are not changed by the number of meetings we attend. We are changed by the encounters we have with God. You are changed by the kind of... I, 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 I sense something great happening tonight... Now, tomorrow night is going to be Bishop Walloke. I, I sense something great. 
Our regular time will be around tonight and tomorrow morning. I just want us to pray. The remaining sessions, when they are here, when Apostle Man is here, when Atalbasi is here, when Dosi is here, Dosi will be here this evening. Can there be? Lord, let it be. That's why I shared this story. I did not even tell the church some of the things I just said to you now. Can we ask God for an encounter? That is what I love to pray for. When I was going in the night two days ago, Jerese was telling about Jerese. He said, Pashola, I'm a product of an, an egg. L listen to me, buddy. Wait. He said, Pashola, I've been pastoring for a long time. He said, all of a sudden, the last, since, since last year, he started mentioning the names of top fathers that some of us are trying to meet. They are calling him that, when are you meeting us? And Apostle Man told me, same thing has happened to him. Apostle Man told me, he runs away from, because too many people are trying to, okay, come, come. I am, uh, he said, we just say, he said, I am so, so. Ah, daddy, good evening, sir. He said, when are you coming to see me? And Pangerese said, it was last year. Something came, and I remember truly, we started hearing his name last year. He said, it, everything, he said, just one encounter, it changes a man forever. It's true. Just one encounter. One experience. There is an experience. And it's, it's not limited to a uh, gift of the Spirit only. Pastor Debakari told us, one day Padibu just sent for him. And he started praying. Pastor Adebo fell down. Pastor Debakari fell down. When he got up, he just knew three things. Power had come, wealth has come, and everything. Someone that was not that was still doing houseboy at age 24, 25. By 30, he was a millionaire in naira pounds and dollars. Do you know the meaning of that? That means you have at least one point something million naira, one point something million dollars, one point something million pounds. Honestly speaking, what the Bible talks about is that in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, we shall be changed. Change does not take a long time. As soon as Zion travels, it takes time when there is yet to be an encounter. I was with Reverend Sam and he told me there was an apostolic visit that, he, that transferred between himself and Bishop Boyedeko. He said in one year, they grew from 1,000 to 10,000 in this time, in one year. That kind of thing you don't recall. Benin, I, I, I went to Pastor David three years ago. We attended a, a close meeting with Benin. All of us could meet him. I just refused to post the picture. I met him on one-on-one. -on -one. He prayed with me. And, uh, it was like... Orlando Christian Center, they grew from 1,000 to 10,000 in nine months. He said those things are a product of something happens to you and it changes. One of one guy, last about three or four weeks ago, uh, I think about six, eight weeks ago, a pastor was celebrating something somewhere and he bought the pastor a car worth about 150 million. And this guy is a young guy, not married. And what happened? He just ran into something. An encounter that downloaded some evil, some powerful stuff on his business and everything. I have met people like that. Someone like that gave me my first car. There are people that, if you look at them and when it's good together, you can tell that what is going on in this person's life is not normal. That this is God's hand. That, and people like that, they're usually very humble because they know that none of those things can be attributed to their efforts. Something that you cannot explain. So many things happen in your life beyond you. 
I met somebody like us who operates the gift of the Spirit. He says, this, he said, this can't be my prayer life. I pray like every other person. He said, but something came upon me one day when I met so so and from that day, it's like a mantle put on you. And you know what? That is exactly how God intends that every Christian should live. Yeah. By strength shall no man prevail. We must not be able to brag about anything save the name of Jesus and nothing else. And when we're praying for this, that this is what I, I am I'm actually asking God and I'm trusting God for. I believe that everybody that will be a part of this method, some things will start happening in your life afterward that you will know that this is beyond you. That the hand of God is upon what you do and the mighty move of the Spirit, things are happening at the speed of light and sound. Pray for an encounter, please. Pray for an encounter. Pray for an encounter. Pray for an encounter. Pray for an encounter. Any word of God I need to have an encounter with, Lord, please open my eyes. And if it's a woman verse who I need to meet, I pray, Lord, I'm a stranger in this world. I only function by the Holy Ghost. Outside the Holy Ghost, I know nothing. So I, I pray from, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name. You know, sir, I just got, two days ago, somebody just passed a book to me. I didn't even know that, I didn't know anything about the book. The book that, uh, about our bishop, that different people wrote their encounter with him. Some of my friends, one day were talking, in, in UI, we used to argue a lot. They were talking about following somebody, mentorship, and somebody just said that everybody said, Papa, Followed our bishop, so we know the origin. Say, Penny Ketukuma. I said, Somebody that defies all expression of Pastor Christ, that is on his own. And somebody said that, I said, We might not know, he said, but nobody's on his own. He said, The kingdom is such that, Bible said, The kingdom of God is like a net, network. That you, you can't be, he said, You must receive it from somebody. I was just like, I was just sitting down after Jerez's session, and in the night, I was trying to read. So, Paul Shade gave me that book two days ago. So, I just opened it. And I said, oh, no wonder. Pastor Chris said he was working in their mail office in Church of God Mission. And that bishop used to pass by every day. Now, he said that that was his first encounter. So, for years, he was there. And he was always seeing that bishop every day. Then, shortly after that, when Christ started in Lagos, he said they were just in a small place, just like that. He said the first that happened, one day went to our bishop's house in Benin. You know, it was in Benin before. That's Pastor Chris. And wanted to invite his wife to come for their meeting. And he said inside him, he had desired to invite our bishop. But he did not have the effort to say that our bishop should come for their meeting. Because he was a young, young person then. He said, so they go to the house. As he entered there, it was our bishop that came out. I said, what do you want? He said, ah, sir, uh, uh, I want mommy to come for our meeting. I, I told her, but she said I should come and see her. So Abishaw said, when is your meeting? You know Abishaw quite authoritative. He said, so all the time. He said, mommy is not coming, I am coming. 
He said, from that, now said, that ended, he came to Lagos, he wasn't coming. He said, but the year our bishop died, his bishop just sent for him and said, come. And took him around the university and the library and told that that was his last assignment. That God has been telling him to build the university and that this is the major thing I'm building. He didn't even know he was talking about his death, that this is the last thing I'm building. And when he said, kneel down, and he put his hand on his head. And he said, he came back to Lagos and he started filling stadium. Just like our bishop was filling stadium, it was the first time about Liverpool Square. They had over one million people there when he came that time. One generation will praise your work to another. It is always that some real bonky story, the same thing. He went to this guy that used to be a this uh, popular evangelist, in, in the, this uh, European evangelist, and Rabanki was in Bible school. He passed the house. He did not even know the guy was alive. He saw the name. I think uh, the Jefferson's also, and was like, ah. Uh -uh. So he asked, is it the one I've been reading about? They said, yes. So he said, is he around? And the man had arthritis that time. He was on a wheelchair. And he said, he called Rabanki by name. And he prayed for him, and shortly after the man died. So he was waiting for somebody to pass the anointing to. So that produced real bonky. We started hearing everywhere. You see, I need to let you know, brother. See, I have been around some of these great. I am telling you that it's not that these people pray more than other people, it's an inheritance transferred to them. This is why those who are truly great, made great by God, I say, Oh, you can't be without being humble. You know that somehow, by the election of grace, something was handed over to you. Not that you, by yourself, something was given to you. And this runs into business, into career, into things. That you just know that this is grace carrying me. Probably is watching now. In the early days of this church, somebody, from time to time, I feel this anointing. It was one of the boys leading people into shop in Computer Village. All these people that will be dragging you, come and buy. What, what do you want to buy? That was what he was doing. And then finally, he managed to get a shop. Honestly, when I visited the shop, it should be like if you measure one, two, three. That's all. He put a chair at the middle push shelf like this and add some old phones there. That was all he had. I went to pray. He asked me to come and pray over the shop that I just got. So I went there to pray. Went to evangelism on Sunday morning and we saw them playing drafts around Tony in the afternoon. And we prayed to all of them. The women among us prayed to them and they came to the following Sunday. So after about three weeks of attending church, he had the opportunity of getting that shop. So he asked me to come and pray and I went there and I prayed. As I was crossing the uh, road comfortably to the other side where KFC is, I ran after me I said, I was struggling with God. He said, I should give you this $100. I said, you know, I'm just here to pray. He said, no, but God said, I should give you. I said, okay, no problem. About three weeks after that, somebody came into the country. He came to meet him. He said, I know your mom. You are from so-so states. I know your hometown, so you can't do anything with my money. I stay in Germany. I want to invest into computer village doing phone business. I don't have time to sit down with the business. So I'm going to give you 48 million naira. You do the business, drop the agreement. I know you said, I know you said, I said, I mentioned your mom's name, your hometown, your mom's, every person. So I know you very well. He said, but I don't even have time to drag. I'm going to go back to uh, Germany. I'll just call four witnesses to let them that I've handed over the money to you. He said, do the stuff. 48 million like eight years ago would be like how much now? So he came to meet me and he said, Pastor, it's not my money. Do you think I should give the tithes? I, I don't answer questions I don't know. 
Pastor said, I've never thought about it. I don't know. I said, but I tilt more towards the fact that it's not your money. Maybe you shouldn't. So when you make your own profits. So he left. He didn't just come. I said, what happened to me that day when I gave 100 like what's happened? He said, God told me to give a tithe that everything might expand. He said, I was afraid. That was why I was asking you. He said, and you denied up the matter. He told me not to. <laughs> he said, so whether you accept or you do accept, I am going to transfer. So he did. He was not married. I was there to dedicate eight flats that I built for his mom. First, second, third, fourth car. This was the guy that walked to me after service. If you have received house rent from us at all, it didn't come directly from church at times. This was the guy that would just say, Pastor, anybody, after almost every two or three months, does anyone need house rent, Pastor? I have this 400,000. I don't want them to know it's me. That's why I said, those who are truly helped by God, they are humble. He said, I don't want them to. He said, you take and give them. I will say, send it to welfare I can, and he will. And he was doing that every now and then. Anybody, let's not mention a church buying something. Usually, we start with a million and above. Because he felt he was mightily helped of God. At a point, he went to China. He became a major facilitator of bringing phones to other people and all those things. The question I always ask is that, is it that God tries to pick a few people to do this with? Or his goodness extends to everybody. The kind of God I know will gain nothing in just favoring few and leaving the rest because all of them are his children. I have two. I don't say this why I should favor one and leave the other one. Send one to a good school and ask one to stay at home. And the Bible says, if you've been wicked, you know how to give good gifts. How much more your heavenly father? When you can't do some things, you should not think of God doing it to your own children. Why would I be able to, so I can heal my son, for instance, let's say I can. Why will I postpone his healing till tomorrow? What do I gain seeing him throwing up and doing nothing about it? I can't even watch my dog being sick. I don't have any ending for now, but I intend to. Have, my wife has stopped me from having dogs. When you marry some things, they, and you have to, but she has not taken premiership from me. To God be the glory for that. Amen. And we belong to two. She supports man, you support Chelsea. And of course, we know who is better and all those things. So at least it's not for Arsenal. <laughs> if you're ever on this church, you're likely to hate me when it comes to <laughs> somebody sent you a message from America the other day. The way you talk about Arsenal, I'm angry. <laughs> I said, just listen to the message and leave that one alone. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Something is going to happen. Now, what a few of us have walked in, many, most, and everyone will walk in it. The testimony I've shared, if you are challenged by it, it will become a common thing among us. Say louder, amen. amen. Shall we rise? I just want us to pray for three more minutes. Pray for an encounter again. It's not a prayer that you can get tired of. Just pray. All I know is that God answers when we pray. If there is a visitation that I need to have, if there is a visitation that I need to have, um, ah, and Lord, help me Amen. Apostle Adui, sir, I saw your banners with all around with um, Daddy Clam. 
this is my last prayer. I'm going to ask you that, Lord, where I should be, help me to be there. There is a plan. There is also a place, a meeting place. I went to Abiyokutasa about last year, towards the end of last year, God just brought a lot of men to go my way. I was there one day when Dr. Emerson just came in by himself. I stood up. I didn't know how possible I'd been talking to him about me. So, Daddy Clam, I met him once, but a long time ago. I went to Abiyokuta. Interesting, I was supposed to spend three days. I was just tired of leaving. I said, let me just go and rest for three days in Abiyokuta. My parents are there, so I'll visit my parents. I'll go there once in a month. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So, I drove to Abiyokuta only to get there so that they didn't put my clothes in the car. This is why I, I am saying that if you are not a man of the spirit, you'll pick offense. Instead of me to get angry with somebody that normally helped me to do all those things at home, I just sense immediately that this was God. That this, this guy has never done this before. I drove, paid for the hotel, and came out only to pack my clothes from the uh, boots, and the boots were just fine at me. Nothing inside. And three days, change of remedy. That means we lose money and. I knew immediately that it was time to go back to Lagos. So I, I passed one night, and the following morning, I just had my bag, put on the same clothes again. So I couldn't even see the point I wanted to see, so I started driving back to Lagos. As I was getting to Beggar, Sister Bukola Becky and her husband called me. I said, Pastor, where are you? They wanted to have a program in this church. So they came to measure the stage and to do things. Just come and said, Daddy Clam is inside your church right now, and he's asking after you. He said, where are you? And he said, Pastor, it's about leaving. I said, if you give me five minutes, I don't know by what technology, from beggar, I will be here. I drove like Jehu in the Bible, <laughs> furiously, and I came in, and he waited. And when I came in, he said, follow me, and he came to this altar. You know, there are prayers and there are prayers. <laughs> One day, the rest of said, follow me, so they go to Pastor prayed. He said all his life of being a Christian, he had never had that kind of prayer before. It is when you walk with this father, I feel that there are some dimensions. There is a way they pray. That even when you hear it, you know that ah, ah, I'm far. So he, he just knelt down on the stage here. So I knelt down with him and he began to pray. Watch it when you are offended. When you are disappointed and you want to blow up, you want to flare up, you want to get angry, escalate, just watch it. Something was added to us that day when he finished praying. The whole place became hot and he went to my office and he sat down for almost 30 minutes and he prayed again and then he left. And he said, do you know what happened? He said, I was driving and the Holy Spirit told me to stop by, enter that church and pray. He said, so you were lucky to have even been there. He said, that was what I was led to do, that God just said, stop by, enter the church and pray. And he prayed. Encounters. Lord, help me to be where I should be. Please pray. I'm praying from your hearts. It takes help. It's help. Some it will look like an accident. That you just accidentally be there. Lord, help me to be where any meeting this year, any meeting anywhere this year, that you have planned for me. Any divine orchestration, divine plan that you have for me, I pray, Lord, help me not to miss it. I pray, Lord, 
Help me not to miss it. I pray, Lord. And any man of God or anybody with the word for my next level in their mouth. The widow of Zanifah said that I perceive she needed a child and the child was inside Elisha. Thank God she realized that a man was passing by every day. He said there is something about this man passing by. Only for them to give Elisha a room and that produce the baby. What is passing me by every day that I have not yet recognized, Lord? Somebody pray. What is passing me by every day that I need to lay hold of? Lord Jesus, help me. I know we have confidence that when we pray, you hear us. So I am praying, Lord. I cannot calculate this. I can't fabricate it. I can't fashion it out myself. But I can be guided. The Lord is my shepherd. You can lead me. And please lead me and help me not to rebel against your leading. Let me be where I ought to be. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. You can join us for any of our services on Sundays by 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., Wednesdays by 7 p.m., or you can pray with us on Saturdays by 7 a.m. at Praise Sanctuary, number 7, Surulere Industrial Road off Adeni Jones, Ikeja, Lagos. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Mixlr. Or visit www.householdofdavid.org for more messages. God bless you.